Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. It's the holiday season, and what's the one gift we can stop giving to one another? Well, colds and flus. Just when you thought it was safe to let your guard down, it's this very time of year that a lot of folks are getting sick and nobody wants to spend their holidays stuck at home in bed, blowing their nose all day. So what can you do to avoid getting sick? Are there certain tips that we can all use, not just now, but maybe all year round? Well, we've got naturopathic physician Dr. Diana Joy Ostroff in the studio. We're going to talk about how to boost your immune system, avoid getting sick, and how to do it naturally. During the show, as always, we'll be available to take your call at 941-3689, toll free from the neighbor islands 877-941-3689. Dr. Diana Joy Ostroff, welcome back to The Body Show. Hello, Dr. Kozak. How are you? Doing well. We had you on a few years ago and had a very interesting discussion about some of the ways in which we collaboratively work together to take care of people with the same end goal in mind. That's right. Patient health and happiness. Absolutely. Agreed. So tell us a little bit about what is a naturopathic physician. You've been in the community for years, and you've got some some very excellent credentials and training that you've done. And a lot of people may know in traditional, I'm sorry, in conventional medical practice, you know, you go to college, you go to medical school, you do residency and training, and then you go into practice. And so that's sort of a path that I'm familiar with, a lot of people are familiar with, but they may not be familiar with how long it takes and how much studying you need to do to become a naturopathic physician. Tell us a little about that. Great question. Well, I'll tell you about myself. I went to undergraduate college for six years, and I got my degrees in psychology and pre-med, biology, and then I went to naturopathic school, which is a four-year accredited medical school that specializes in naturopathic medicine. That was in Oregon. Uh, Additionally, I went for six years to an accredited, two accredited uh, oriental medical institutes where I did training in traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture. I had additional training in Japan where I learned but from the masters how to take care of patients on a deep level uh, emotionally. And I did some training in the Big Island uh, studying kahuna. So I got a little bit of the, tr- the traditional Hawaiian healing practices and principles Uh, You've been training your whole life. Well, about 16 years accumulative, but some of those years I was already in practice. Um, I've been in practice going about 26 years since 1989 in Honolulu. It's a long time. You've learned a lot over the years. I've treated over 26,000 people over these years and hopefully made a big difference for all of them. Well, and we share some people together that we both see. So. I can say for a fact that they really do value the approach that you take because it is a little different, but again, grounded in the same goal as I have when people come to see me is patients' health and happiness. But what is what is different about the philosophy of being a naturopathic physician? Because it's a little different than, than what I do. 
Um, but again, the same goal. So how would you describe that? Well, the, the, that's a great question. In fact, it's the first conversation I'll have with a patient, whether it's over the telephone or during a con- consultation, is that I want to make sure that that patient knows that I don't do Band-Aid therapy. In other words, if they come in for a cough, okay, I might be able to give, I, I will be able to give them something to help with the exper- expectoration process process to get the like coughing the stuff up to cough the stuff up to get get rid of the mucus get rid of the phlegm get rid of the bacteria but there's so many levels of health and it's typically not one thing there can be a combination of viral particulates bacteria parasitic yeast candida and and variety of microbes that are causing the person to go under the weather and have this cough and so i like to uh let the patient know ahead of time that it requires effort on their part. If they truly want to get healthy, if they just want symptomatic relief, we can do that. But it's not my ideal way of treating. I really like to make a big impact on the health and physiology of the patient that I'm working with. So let's talk about what that usual visit might look like. You know, if someone were to call to see me in the office, you know, they'd schedule an appointment, they would show up, we'd probably have them do a little history form, come in, check, you know, blood pressure and and weight and height and, and those sorts of things. And then we would review their history and discuss what their concerns are. And it's very specific to, you know, if you happen to come in because you have diabetes or high blood pressure, that's probably a little different than if you come in because you have a cough. Um, so, you know, parts of it are individualized to the complaint. And some things are broad. And overall, this is what we do. If if you come in as a first-time person, you have a lot more to do history-wise. If you come in because, you know, I've seen you for the last 10 years, then it's a little bit different. So that's the broad overview of how it would be in my office. What's it like in yours? When a patient comes in for their uh, initial visit, they fill out an extensive form um, so that I can get an overall history of what is going on with them. And, of course, they sign all those HIPAA forms Oh, as well. all those. I, I ignored that part, <laughs> to sign all the HIPAA forms. Yep, uh, I didn't okay. ignore it. Uh, we get them comfortable and relaxed. We have a lovely healing center whereby just entering our space, patients start to feel relaxed, which is really important for their healing. Uh, when I take them into the office, I do a comprehensive consultation, a diagnostic workup, physical examination, including co- a complete spinal evaluation to make sure that there are no impingements in their spine their spinal column, precluding them from having adequate blood flow. I do specialized testing that's done only by qualified naturopathic physicians, as well as traditional Chinese medicine testing. I find out what is going on with patients at a cellular level, which is much different than, and it's all non-invasive. All the tests that I do are I am looking for cellular health and cellular imbalance. How is the patient at this point not able to get their body regulated back to health? Those are the imbalances that I attempt to correct. So I need to get a lot of information up front. I also do at that time, I want to discuss with them philosophy and discuss with them what a program with me would look like, which is going to include some 
extensive body cleansing if they truly want to go for health. Now, if a patient just comes for a cough or a cold, we take care of the cough or the cold. They get better. Their symptoms go away. They're super happy. I may see them again next year or in six months, depending on their state of health. But the patients that come with chronic issues, I make it extremely clear that there are there are steps that need to be taken in order for our the health to reverse back to a back to a level that where they actually feel wonderful. And so for some patients, they've never really felt that wonderful the way that I intend to assist them in in achieving. So just as an example, Mm -hmm. without violating those friends, the HIPAA folks, can you tell me about somebody who's gone through this process with a chronic illness and how they felt better over time? Okay, I'll talk about one of my most skeptical patients. I don't think he would mind. Um, He's um, an elderly gentleman. Well, he's in his 70s. He had cancer, and he was really struggling. And he came in. He he actually didn't believe anything. He's very conventional and has been only going to medical doctors. And um, so he just liked me, and he had met me in the community, was referred to me, and, and I put him on one of my programs, and I told him what we were going to do. And as skeptical as he was, he went along with it. And the next time he had a PET scan, it was completely clear. And he was really struggling prior to having come to see me. So we're looking for results. I'm looking for results that are going to be objective and measurable and specific. And uh, that's just one patient. I've had patients that have come to me almost unable to hold themselves up, uh, unable to sit up, unable to walk. And after a, a period of time whereby we actually do uh, a process of systemic cleansing, rebalancing, strengthening the immune system. The, the patients, even my cancer patients, they just have remarkable turnarounds, and it's, it's beautiful to see. Now, let's talk about that, friend, the immune system. You know, a lot of people don't realize that your immune system is your defense against the external world, and having a healthy immune system is really one of the important keys to having good health, being balanced, all those things that you talk about. What are some of the causes of an immune system to be out of order? That's another great question. Okay, I'll give you an example. If your immune system ordinarily would function at 100% and you go to a party and have a little too much sugar or Coke, Coca-Cola, or some of those other little indulgences that we do, alcohol, your immune system can be reduced in its function 90%. So So it goes down to like 10% function. 10% function. Now, give you another example. Just one Coke, which has about 10 spoons of sugar, your immune system goes down 50%. One glass of alcohol, your immune system is already going down 50%. So, um, you know, over-the-counter medicine reduces the function of the immune system. So there's so many... Uh, reasons that we want to keep our bodies in balance and don't want to abuse those those delicious vices that we all have. Why do you think that is? I mean, why would drinking a soda cause the immune system to have such a negative 
impact. I'm just trying to picture it mm-hmm. going back to like biology and biochemistry I and can, stuff. I can give you a, a visual perhaps. Yeah. If you have cancer cells in your body, which we all do, our bodies contain about 70 to 100 trillion cells and they're constantly in the state of degeneration, regeneration, degeneration, regeneration. A cancer cell, on the other hand, doesn't degenerate. A cancer cell lives off of the sugar that we consume. Um, And so do viruses, and so do bacteria, and so do yeast. So So do fungus that live in the body. They live on the sugar. They live on the the substances that our bodies are not using for energy. So like if you were to have the amount of sugar that your body needs, maybe not getting it from a soda, but from your regular diet, that's not necessarily going to bring your immune system down significantly. It's when you overindulge. That's right. Fresh fruit, berries, cherries, watermelon, fruits from from nature. So natural sources are a little different than artificially processed sources. Okay. And so if you have a lot of artificially processed or processed sugar or large quantities, that's a little different than if you had like five strawberries instead of four. We're not talking about the same sort of thing. That's exactly right. So if you were to go to this party and your immune system is down, now that makes you more susceptible if you're around other people who are sick to acquiring whatever that is. You know, I mean, everybody's these days, a lot of people are going shopping, very well-intentioned, purchase gifts and things for other people, and it's all nice and good. But if you get sick and you decide you're still going to go, this is your shopping night, and you're coughing and maybe you've got a really bad infection, but you're still going out there, you're not only risking your own health, but you're also risking exposing everybody else, too. Right. I can I can give you a couple of um, ideas that, that, well, first of all, it, right, it's more important that we think about, take care of yourself. I mean, if it's for your loved ones that you're shopping, I think they would much rather see you in a good way, health-wise, than going out and risking becoming more sick. Um, we go into air condition, in and out of air conditioned stores, even in Hawaii, and we then go back out into the muggy air, and then we go into our air conditioned automobiles, and then we go into, you know, back into the air. And what happens is our bodies are there. The temperature is having the the body temperature is getting tripped up. It's not sure if it's cold or hot, or so. It's really important during cold and flu season to keep a sweater, keep a jacket, have it available when you go into air conditioning. Always keep your neck covered. Always keep your low back covered. And um, if you get wet from sweat, I know uh, it's really being exposed then to the elements is even harder on your body. Those are just simple things you can do. In traditional Chinese medicine, we're told, always cover your low back and your neck. And it's really important because we have so much lymph there. We have so much... um, um, and and it, it is an area that we typically would leave exposed. I sort of just can can hear my mother yelling at me when I was younger, wear a scarf, get a scarf. I can just hear that echoing. And so, you know, bring layers. Layers Because, you know, today my office was freezing, mm-hmm. and yet it's not that cold outside. And I think it's just unless you can regulate the temperature really carefully in your office or in your environment, you gotta you got to wonder, are you going to be able to go ahead and avoid 
getting exposed to those extremes and temperatures. So mm-hmm. that that could be an issue. Is it better to just be in, I mean, not that I could, but just to be in natural air all day? Natural air is wonderful. We we keep our windows and screen doors open in the office and um, and then seal Get that fans. natural element, yes. sure. Okay. That's yeah, nice. Absolutely. All right. So that's one thing you can do. Bring layers, cover your back, cover your neck. What are some other simple tips that people could consider just so that they can protect themselves during okay. this time? Um, warm liquids are really good when you have a virus. So cold cold liquids would tend to promote viral activity. With viruses, viruses are very opportunistic, even um, just general viruses. The important thing is to have the cells very healthy. A healthy intact cell will not be uh, the victim of a virus that would would want to penetrate. We have viruses in our bodies all the time, and only those cells that are are run down, so to speak. So if, when, a, when the cells become unhealthy, that's when viruses can attack. So one of the things is when you feel that you may be coming down with something or you have a cold, hot, drink a lot of hot fluids rather than cold fluids. You want to sweat. Now, in naturopathic medicine, we believe in fever, Fever is the body's natural defense and the natural way that that the toxins get burned up. So when we allow the body to sweat and to release toxins through the skin, which is the largest eliminatory organ, that takes a lot of the stress off the other internal organs that are doing are working overtime to get rid of the the, the microbes. So even with my little son, he was twelve. He's twelve, and just a few weeks ago, he had a fever. And so he said, "I'm not going to school." I said, "Okay." I said, I, "I do you know why you got a fever?" He said, "Yeah, I ate too much Halloween candy." I said, "Well, that's very astute." I said, "What do you want to do about?" it? He said, "Well, I'm not going to eat anymore." I said, "Very good." And you then, taught this to a twelve-year-old. That's pretty well, good. No, I taught him when he was one and a half. <laughs> okay, don't eat so, more candy. I ate too much. That's good so, work. So okay. you know, in fact, when he was little boy, he would come bring me the chocolates at the party because he said, Mommy, I can't eat this. I was adorable. Um, So we got him in the bathtub. Of course, I give him herbs, very, very potent, powerful medicinal herbs that I would test to find out what the perfect uh, fit is for him in terms of there's, there's hundreds and thousands of possible herbs to prescribe at any given time. So I do test to find out what herbs are going to fit um, th- in this scenario. And then we got him in the far infrared sauna and had him sweat some more. And he drank a lot of water and he sweat some more. And he took some herbs and he sweat some more and went to bed all bungled up and he was better overnight. So, you know, my ch- my children will typically, well, that boy, he'll have one one fever per year. Uh, my other boy, he just likes to take a well well day off because <laughs> he rarely gets sick. Yeah, that makes it fair. <laughs> I want a well day. I want a, I want a day off without having to be sick. He, he's, he's got uh, it together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Diana Joy Ostroff. She's a naturopathic physician. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about what are some of those tips that you can consider if you're going to be out and about while everybody else is also doing the same. And how can we keep ourselves healthy? If I can stay healthy and you can stay healthy, then the chances of us spreading things amongst ourselves are going to be a lot less. So you can join our conversation at 941-3689, toll-free neighbor islands 877 941 
3689. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Taking the road less traveled, the multi-talented jazz combo led by vocalist Rachel Gonzalez and pianist Les Peets give you their fresh take on standards, 60s pop, folk songs, and more. Find tickets for their Saturday, December 6th Atherton Studio Concert at hbrtickets.org or by calling 955-8821 during business hours. That's Saturday, December 6th at 7.30 in the Atherton for standards and other delights. New neighbors can bring up old tensions. He turns around to me and he tells me in Spanish, Hay muchos güeros mal vestidos por aquí, huh? badly dressed white people. And I was like, yeah, they're, they're called hipsters down there, moving into the neighborhood. I'm Lizzie O'Leary, the first installment of our new series on gentrification, next time on Marketplace from APM. This evening at 6, right after The Body Show. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Straub Clinic and Hospital, Infinity of Honolulu, and Gourmet Events Hawaii. Aloha. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Diana Joy Ostroff. And today we are talking about naturopathic medicine and how is this a little different than conventional medicine and yet how can it be integrated and work together to keep people healthy, happy, and well. Before the break, we were just talking about fevers as a possible way to not necessarily obscure them, but let your body manifest the fever because it's trying to do something to help you and how that can actually help somebody to feel better overall. Now, you can join our conversation at 941-3689, toll free from our friends in the neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. I have to say... Uh, Dr. Diana Joy Ostrov, I mean, I agree on the on the fever thing. And, you know, a lot of times people will rush to Tylenol or aspirin or leave because they have a fever. And yet I really do think nature has a reason for us to have a fever. And that's a way for your body to handle dealing with whatever this cause of the fever is, whether it be infection or something else. And, you know, I'm the last person to go pushing Tylenol. I just generally say, okay, if my body wants to have a fever, there's a reason for it. I'm going to let it ride. And yet a lot of times people rush to suppress the fever. What do you think, I mean, they get well, they get better as well, but what do you think uh, suppressing fevers and not letting your body manifest, what do you think that does, I mean, in the grand scheme of things? Well, you you say they get well, uh, but do they really? So uh, when you suppress a fever and you inhibit the body from eliminating the toxins by taking something like Tylenol, what really is happening is that the the body shuts down. So the immune system is no longer doing its work to rid the body of those toxins. And I think that the immune system is the most important piece here. We need, in, and that's another difference And with naturopathic medicine, it's all about stimulating the immune system, stimulating the immune response. With Tylenol, it suppresses. It will turn off the fever and will stop it in its tracks. And the more we can allow the body to experience that, that um, fever, the 
better off the person is going to be ultimately. Now, certainly we want to watch. We don't want it to spike past 104, 105, but we can get so much done in that extra couple of degrees, the body of body The body heat. can do it, sure. Yes. Okay. So right. we want to. I want to with with um, a fever. I want to allow the body to do the work. I want to allow. Well, the herbs also help to bring the fever to a, a place where it's actually there's medicinal agents going in, working to rid the body of the bacteria, and then the body's doing all the work. The the body's own immune system are doing all the work, as opposed to a exogenous source of say antibiotics or Tylenol whereby the immune system doesn't have the opportunity to do its own work it's relying on something from the outside well and in you know in conventional medicine we have something similar there's there's antibiotics that are what we call bacteriostatic and there's antibiotics that are bactericidal. And I don't think a lot of people know that. So bacteriostatic antibiotics would stop the bacteria from reproducing but would stop them, not kill them. And the expectation would be that your immune system would therefore take over and kill whatever that bacteria is. So they're weakened by your antibiotics, but not killed. Now, bactericidal antibiotics tend to be much stronger. Those are the ones we have to be extra careful with because they kill the bacteria for you. So then your immune system doesn't have to participate. And in fact, you may not build up immunity because Somebody else took care of that bacteria, that antibiotic did. So it's it's a very similar philosophy that we have, yes. approached slightly differently, maybe using different words, but the same general mm-hmm. the same general idea. Again, I think or different substances also. Sure, absolutely. Yes. And a lot of times what we do is much more similar than I think what people expect. Mm. Now we've got a caller on the line. We've got Cab from the North Shore. Cab, welcome to the body show. Hello, thank you. Hello, welcome welcome to the show. What can we do for you? So I just had a question. Um, I was just looking for uh, contact info because I um, do an annual wellness festival on the North Shore, and we integrate plants and wellness and organic gardening and yoga and other types of um, things that contribute to wellness. I just wanted to hopefully collaborate with the naturopathic community on that. All right. Well, and I've heard about the Wellness Festival, and it's actually a really interesting event that brings together a lot of practitioners of different of different modalities and brings them all to one place. And it's kind of funny, Diana, because you have, when you describe your training, you kind of have a lot of those modalities that you've trained in yourself. So, you know, to answer Cap's question, but also to, uh, to bring this up, people can find you. Absolutely. And, you know, I was looking at your website earlier today before our discussion just to kind of get an idea about what sort of things that you do. And, well, I've known, I mean, because yes. we've talked before, but just to see the update and see what's going on. So if somebody else wanted to look you up, if they wanted to Google you mm. or whatever other verb we use now, <laughs> search you, how, what, what would they do? How, where are they going to find well, you? Well, if you go to Dr. Joy, Dr. Joy Ostroff, Dr. Diana Joy Ostroff, Center for Natural Healing, or our web address is naturalhealinghawaii.com. So you can, if you look for... Uh, Dr. Joy, naturopathic physician, you're You'll bound find to it. find me. It's our, funny how Google became a verb, you know? <laughs> our our phone number is 373-9966. So and we would be very happy to participate. But don't call her right now because she's with me. <laughs> yes. And if you want to call us, 9413689, toll free from the neighbor islands, the 877-941-3689. Cab, I hope that answers your question. And... Uh, 
And so, you know, good luck with the wellness festival. I think I've gone a year or so ago, and it was really an interesting event. I think there's a lot of different ways that people can approach health. And if the end goal is to have good health and happiness, therefore, then there's a lot of different ways to achieve that. And those ways can all work together. Mm. And that was very well illustrated at the wellness festival. So Mm. good job, Cab. Keep it up. All right, we've got another caller on the line. We have Kalika from Kauai. Kalika, welcome to The Body Show. Thank you, doctors, for this important program. Thank and, you for uh, listening. Dr. Joy, I'm on the same page the last five years in terms of TCM and uh, contributions of our Japanese friends. Uh, oh my my specific question is, do you think it benefits anyone when they're out in the public to wear these facial masks? Interesting question, you know, because Kalika, sometimes I'll, I'll like click on the news and you'll see all these people in other countries wearing masks. And I always wonder, hmm, I wonder how helpful that really is. So, you know, I'm curious, Dr. Diana, what, what do you think? It's an interesting question. I mean, they wear them in a dentist's office. So that's true, right? It does okay. prevent spread. I think they're being considerate if they've got an infection or a cough. I think it's considerate. I think it alerts people to stay away from them, which is considerate. Um, it's it's a little scary. It's so like the person who's sick should right. wear the mask. The person that's okay. sick, if they're wearing a mask, I mean, better yet, was that they're home in bed. Uh, but that's if true. They, it's it's a it, to me, it looks like they're trying to let others know not to get too close. Uh, other than that, I don't really have a great deal of opinion on it. I think it's, um, like I, I mean, said. Do you think that it benefits an individual to be exposed to this wide variety of uh, you know, virus, bacteria, fungi that are out there, and therefore it might strengthen your immune system? Depending on the status of the individual wearing it. So if he's already sick and he knows he's going to be coughing, I think he's doing it to protect us. If he's trying to protect himself from breathing in the smog or the fumes or other people's virus, I guess that can work as well. But I don't know how sterile they are or how germ-proof they are, and I don't know how much they resist. I think they actually must have a lot of microbes growing on the inside and probably the outside as well. Last question. What, if you're going to take one Chinese mushroom, what, which one would you take? I'm it at a loss for this on one, Kalika. What so I was taking it for. So, just for just general, you know, cordyceps, reishi, ataki. There's so many. It just really depends on the Is state there not of one the overriding one. That if you only you, take one, you know, I don't, I don't practice that way because. One is for one thing and another is for another thing. And I think that's the mistake if someone were to say, what what should I take as a general prevention for getting a cold, flu, or virus? Um, it, there's not one thing because each person is different and they each, they each have their own web of microorganisms and it has to be individual and case-specific. I wish I could give you a one-size-fits-all one herb, but um, it's not possible. You know, it's funny because I've heard that uh, phrase, you know, one size fits all means one size probably doesn't really fit anybody correctly. And so it kind of gets back to this individualized approach you're talking about, which is 
you know, I, I admire your efforts, Kalika, to find, you know, one particular thing that could help you. Um, but it's not that it's not that simple. It's a little more complicated than that. So, you know, it certainly sounds like with all different types of of medical practice, conventional versus, you know, naturopathic, it's more than just one simple answer. It's never just take this and you'll do fabulous. Mm-hmm. So, but but I understand your question, Kalika, and I appreciate you calling the show. And, and in fact, I, w- I probably wouldn't, you know, if I was going to give one thing, I don't think I would think of a Chinese mushroom first. So that question is, is almost... Um, well, it's very specific. And, and yet, you know, I think, you know, the one thing that I would always say is get enough rest. I really think we are sleep deprived. And I think in a lot of cases, people are not getting enough restorative sleep that allows their body to heal itself, allows their immune system to function. And when we when we don't get enough rest, I think that is underlying a lot of our, uh, our other medical that issues. That is so key. That is so right on. And it's simple. It's just really get to bed get, early. Get to bed earlier. and right and have a positive mental attitude when you go to bed, you know, rather than think about all your problems, if you wake up tossing and turning, count your blessings, relax, breathe, but really get enough physical get sleep. Enough, That's when the body enough physical does its work. sleep. Yeah. And, you know, and if you do wake up in the middle of the night, just stay in bed and relax because the body needs to be relaxed in a reclining position. And I know in, in my patient population, I don't know about yours, Kathleen, but um, my women that are 50 plus, you know, often going through menopause, they start to have sleep deprivation issues. They can't sleep. They can't stay asleep. They can't go to sleep. And of course, hormones need to be balanced. But I really recommend that they stay in bed and learn how to relax deeply, you know, breathing exercises, which I can teach them. But um we, once a patient starts roaming around the house or getting back on the computer, that that their their capacity for the liver to detoxify the blood has been interrupted. It's very important for the body to be resting during those nighttime hours so that the organs of elimination can detoxify and restore themselves. Well, and I'll be honest, if you get up and you go online, I am not disciplined enough to get offline <laughs> and to go back to bed. Because there's always something else to click on, and, oh, something else to look at, or, oh, I did. I have to do the following. There is one thing I, I sometimes will do. If I wake up and I have a lot on my mind and a big to-do list, I'll get up. I'll try not to turn on too much light because I don't want my melatonin production to be interrupted. And I will write a list of the all the things I need to do the next day or the next week or the next month. Get it out of my head, put the list away, and go to bed. Good idea. Then you can look at it later. And just every time you write something down, just say, I'm not going to worry about this. I wrote it down. It's done. It's off my mind. It's on yeah. a list. Well, boy. And I, yeah, the list for me would be pretty long. But <laughs> something to start working on. Okay. We've got a caller. We've got Ray calling in from Maui. Ray, welcome to The Body Show. Hello. Hello, Ray. What can we do for you today? Yeah, I just wanted a, a couple clarifications uh, early in the show. Um, the guest seemed to imply that um, her treatments cured a patient of brain cancer. I mean, it was a PET scan. I'm assuming that was brain cancer. Actually, it was um, in the throat. 
it was cancer. cancer. And I, I didn't say I cured. I said that his pet cancer, his pet scan came back clean after, after I think four or six months working with me. So I never but say, been, I never say. treated by other. Yes, he methods? had. Yes, he had. He had been through a variety of different conventional um, therapies. Sometimes those have a delayed effect, right? That's right. Yeah, I had an, an, another question. You mm-hmm. said uh, you you test uh, before you administer herbs on a patient with fever. You would do certain tests, and these are very potent herbs. I'm just curious, what kind of tests would you run to decide which herb to use? I have uh, equipment that um, measures to find out the biological um, correct balance for that patient. So wherever there's an imbalance in the body, my equipment will find out which herbs will balance the patient. Are these FDA-approved devices? Uh, These are uh, very high-tech equipment that's used by traditional naturopathic physicians. But not accepted in conventional medicine. Conventional medicine. Never accepted by the FDA. Conventional. it's really misleading uh, uh, for the host claim that naturopathic medicine is a little different from conventional medicine. It's extremely different. There are very enormous differences. This emphasis on so-called toxins, which are never named. These emphasis on on these... Well, uh, Ray, with all due respect, I think... ...unapproved testing devices. You know, uh, part of what... Ray, certainly, I understand what you're saying, which is, you know, that this is a totally different field of medicine, and, and... as we've emphasized several times on air, this is a, a team approach and a cooperative approach to keeping people healthy. And so, you know, we, I do things a certain way, and there are rules and regulations and, and groups of people who monitor what I do. And FDA approved things, no supplement, no vitamin is FDA approved. Unless it's a prescription treatment, the FDA doesn't get involved in regulating any of that. And yet there's definitely some documented studies that we've done in conventional medicine that has proven that certain things actually are helpful. And so, you know, FDA approval notwithstanding, it certainly doesn't mean that something is not, doesn't have a value. And whether it's something that I do in conventional treatment of, of patients or something that Dr. Diana does, you know, if if there is a potential benefit for someone with no obvious harm or risk, I don't see any problem in discussing and and exploring that. It's all for the benefit and the well-being of the patient. And the, well, sure. the, the remedies have no side effects. The remedies are very beneficial to the whole system, the organs, the immune system, the circulatory system, the digestive system. Every remedy that is dispensed by a naturopathic physician that's licensed and trained is designed to assist the body in a holistic fashion. There's not one thing that would be prescribed for one organ or one system that's going to have a side effect to another. So the well-being of the patient is taken into consideration 100% of the time. Well, and sometimes I think when we say something, it's the way we say it that often can potentially lead to some misunderstanding. So for example, you know, the person that you described who had throat cancer had a normal PET scan, a particular type of a scan that people do, and yet 
that may have been due to delayed effective traditional treatments. Absolutely. It could have been a, conventional treatments. It, it could have been a, a combination combined of effort. All of like you said, Absolutely. Kathleen, over and over, we work together. We're sure. not excluding one or the other. Our patients, most of the patients that we see together, they see us both, obviously, sure. right? So most of all my patients have a medical doctor that they're working side by side with for ordering yeah. tests and diagnostic workups. And, and your patients also, when they need a second opinion would come for a naturopathic consult. Well, and I think it's kind of interesting. You call it a toxin, and I may give it another name. And yet, what is the end result? Well, it's there probably are so, the same. There are so many environmental toxins, and oh, that's why cancer is... We can is, Google those, and that's a long list. You know, I mean, there there used to be such a small amount of cancers in our, in our um, United States, and now... Uh, cancer is a common household term, so there is something causing that. And I think looking at environmental toxins, in the pollution in the environment, the additives, preservatives in the foods, uh, there's some genetically modified ingredients that we don't really know what the possible effects are going to be long term. There's uh, all of so many different things we need to look at, and and um, too many to name and way too many to list. Well, and that that being said, you know, not everybody has to agree. That's and Ray, it. respectfully, you don't have to. And I don't have to. And <laughs> I know you don't have to either. But uh, but certainly providing information is something that our show is dedicated to do. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Diana Joy Ostroff. We're talking about different ways to approach staying healthy during the holidays. If you've got a question, you want to join us, you can at 941 941- 3689, toll-free neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. People in Hawaii are dying from prescription drug overdoses in unprecedented numbers. Drugs like OxyContin are too readily available, and addiction can start innocently enough. This epidemic is the subject of filmmaker Edgy Lee's new documentary, Unprescribed, Prescription for Addiction, and we'll meet her tomorrow morning at 8 on The Conversation. On the next Humankind, we consider the surprising appeal of Jalaluddin Rumi, whose intoxicated spiritual verses have made him the best-selling poet in America. Rumi artist Michael Green explains the ancient writer's modern appeal. Also, a conversation with the gentle Vietnamese monk Thich Nhat Hanh. I'm David Freudberg. Join us for Humankind. This evening at 6.30, following Marketplace. Aloha. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with naturopathic physician Dr. Diana Joy Ostroff. She's been here in the community, you said, what, 26, 26 mm-hmm. or 27 yes, years? Since 1988. So a long time. And uh, we're talking today about different ways to stay healthy during this holiday season and really all year round. And so far we've said, you know, listen, you need to get enough actual rest and sleep. That's a big one. And if you are sick, you need to stay home and try not to expose other people to whatever you may have and take care of yourself. And so different mechanisms that people do that. But I think that's a really important basic foundation. I have another one. Okay. So think about it. We live in buildings. We work in buildings. And we're breathing, recirculating air all day long. And 
if you go outside in nature, especially in our beautiful community or society by the ocean, and get the negative ions um, exposure from the ocean, from the sea, from the sand, from the air, unpolluted preferably, it's the most harmonious for your body cells. So even if you're sick, you can go out in fresh air. I don't recommend going out to, to Nordstrom's or Costco, but I do recommend going in fresh air, nice and warm, covering your head if you have if you're sick. I mean, even as silly as that may seem in Hawaii, I think it's really important. And breathe in really wonderful negative ions from nature. Well, in fresh air, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said for that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being in this situation where we have access to such wonderful weather for pretty much all year round really makes it seem like we need to take advantage of that just a bit more but than so we much do. Today, nowadays, we're inside so much. I mean, even the the craze with the exercise, so much of it is indoors. And, I, you know, I totally advocate exercise, which is another another thing that we need sure, to do. Sure, absolutely. To we keep our bodies moving. Mm-hmm. But fresh air exercise is so wonderful. Well, and we talked a little bit. We touched just briefly in the very beginning on nutrition because i think the other thing that that people are often looking to do is find ways that they can incorporate whole foods and i don't necessarily mean the store um but you know actual foods that are not processed or preserved mm. and to make fresh salads to make to make you know foods that are are still in their primary form mm-hmm. and not necessarily to process those. That's right. And I think that's another thing that we kind of move away from a little bit when we buy things in bulk or when we even if you even if you get something that's preserved and you know you can get a variety of different things that have preservatives so they last a long time and sometimes we can overdo that. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about overdoing it with too much sugar at one mm-hmm. time. There are some other things that people can overdo in in their diet and not even realize it right. and wind up throwing off their body's balance mm-hmm. and thus having some increased risk for getting sick and a couple of other a couple of other things. So we've got another caller on the line. We've got Lay from Kailua. Lay, welcome to the Body Show. Well, thank you very much. <clears throat> thank you for taking my call and thank you for your program. Thanks for thanks for calling us today. What can we do for you? Yes, I'm wondering what would the naturopathic approach be to uh, osteoporosis, uh, which I have and great question various yeah. things. But I'm really really wondering what okay. an approach, uh, naturopathic approach, would be to that. Well, we have to build up the mineral stores in your bones. So we do that with a variety of minerals, calcium, magnesium, strontium, though you don't want to take strontium and calcium at the same time because they will compete for binding sites. Uh, The combination of minerals, including zinc and selenium and vitamin D, which is often overlooked, vitamin D is actually a hormone. And for just in the last five years, I think it's become a rage, but it's a super important hormone for bone growth and development. Parathyroid hormone being balanced, making sure the thyroid is balanced properly. These are all in nutrition. Now, the best source of calcium nutrition-wise, and I agree with you 100%, Kathleen, in terms of diet is number one. Nutrition is number one. That is what's going to create healthy cells within our bodies, it's good nutrition from the earth. Um, but the, some of the best 
best sources of calcium are green leafy vegetables and sesame seeds. The way I usually put, take the sesame seeds, I take a spoonful of it and I throw it in the smoothie in the morning. I take a leaf of um, Swiss chard or kale or spinach or something green. I throw it in the smoothie. I disguise it so my kids don't know. <laughs> oh, now they it, just found out. Because if they saw me put it in there, they wouldn't drink it. Uh, but there, I'm, I've been getting away with it. And um, yes, eat your greens and eat your sesame seeds. Highest source of calcium, way higher than milk. In fact, milk sometimes... Well, the the research shows that it can leach the calcium from the bones, so oh. we want to avoid some of those dairy products. But it's, again, individually based, and I would probably want to do an overview and find out exactly where your deficiencies are. It, would it be possible for me to ask another question? Oh, before sure. I do, one more sure. thing. is about, um, uh, This is regards to um, health insurance. Do you know if... Um, uh, does Medicare cover uh, visits to naturopaths? Unfortunately, Medicare does not participate. They do not cover any of our services. Oh. And we do offer discounted program rates, discounted um, visit rates for our patients who have Medicare or one of the insurance companies that don't cover naturopathic medicine. There's always a way. I never want your, I never mm-hmm. want money to get in the way of your health because it's such an important thing. We can't look at it as just... Um, something as an asset. It's an it, it's a crucial, important priority. Now, uh, Dr. Diana Joy Ostroff, you're about to say something oh, in addition yes. so, to the osteoporosis. Yes. So when a woman reaches 35 and above, um, not only do her hormones or her bones start to decline, her hormones start to decline. And proper hormone balance is really important for bone health. So that's something that we can't overlook or neglect to take care of. Well, and I think a lot has been discovered about some of the bone medicines that we've had all these years, you know, Fostermax and Actinel and Boniva, and then we found that maybe there are some risks for certain folks. Long-term use might not be indicated as, as much as we used to. I think the whole field is sort of changing, and one of the basics is know if you have osteoporosis, know your vitamin D level. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just something that I am amazed at how many folks who have that condition, we check that level and it's low. And yet here we are in the islands. And so often the area of your body that might be most likely to produce vitamin D is not an area that you may want to share or show because (laughs) it may be on the trunk and you may not want to do that. So, you know, a lot of times we find, I find all the time, vitamin D being a little bit low. Mm -hmm. And even if it's just, right, even if it's just a little low than than the goal, then boy, you might be affecting your bones negatively. So always something to go get checked out, you know, and that's just one of those things that it, it just makes sense. It's it's one of the basic tenements of osteoporosis is calcium and vitamin D and, and exercise and build up the strength of your bones. So, Leah, I hope that works for you and helps you out. Now, I'm curious. We had a shy caller, uh, Dr. Diana, who said, do you make adjustments for pediatrics? So, for example, when you were talking about your son and giving him some mm-hmm. some treatments, mm-hmm. clearly a pediatric dose of an herbal supplement or ingredient would be something different than oh, you might do for an adult. Absolutely. 
And even would what you use be different? Absolutely. Again, it's case specific. There's no one herb that's right for kids and then one herb that's right for adults. Usually I'll ask the kid the question, do you like yummy or do you like yucky? And they they kind of think about it and then the mother Who laughs. Who says yucky, and, right? I know, right? Oh, I, I, had mean, one, I had one kid that said yucky, <laughs> but I don't think he understood the question. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. I don't know about that. And but. then I, I usually will find the remedies that are perfect for that child. But if I do have to use a yucky one, so to speak, I will tell him. I put. It, I give him a lot of um, opportunity to be in, empowered. I say, you take the yucky one first. And if you take the yucky one first, then the yummy one's going to taste all that much better. All right. We've got a caller on the line, Bill from Honolulu. Bill, welcome to The Body Show. Thank you so much. I want to thank both of you doctors for being so giving of yourselves, first of all. And um a question for Dr. Kuzma uh, or Dr. Ostroff. Is it Ostroff? Yep, it Ostroff. is Ostroff, absolutely. Uh, yes, and um, I had a homeopathic physician. I was um, salted and brain injured 13 years ago here in Honolulu, and I had a long recovery process. And I, uh, Dr. Marjorie Galanto, I don't know if you know that name or not, Dr. Galanto, but she was a homeopathic um, German doctor who was practicing here and shot me a lot. And I'm wondering about uh, the... She told me, taught me about the receptors in the brain and how um, any chemical we introduce to our bodies that is not natural creates the receptor. And I'm wondering, um, can you explain a little bit about receptors for the other listeners and uh, maybe have any, um, uh, are there any things that we can take to um, protect besides milk vessel, which I've, I've been taking since I was very young uh, on a daily basis because I learned, I've, I've been into naturopathic things since I was, I read a book called Sugar Blues when I was, 17, I'm 55 now, and it changed my life, but um, I, I'm wondering, is there anything else we can do to protect ourselves from these these drugs that um, our government prescribes that they don't study and are killing everyone, like my mother, and uh, you know, she's eight years old with osteoporosis also, and the drugs? Well, it's an interesting question. Let me see if, Bill, I can summarize it for you. So, so part of what you wanted to talk to Dr. Ostroff about is brain receptors, and is there anything that can modify brain receptors and in some way not have that be as much of an issue with different substances and medications people may take. I think it gets back down to, and, and Dr. Diana Joy Ostroff, you, you studied you know medicine, pre-med actually, so biochemistry was part of that. I think a lot of it just gets back into the molecular the level of an explanation of what is a receptor, what does it do, why does your body build them. And that's kind of a complicated discussion. It is a complicated discussion regarding brain health. If you look at a healthy brain and it looks like a solid blob, uh, for lack of better words, and you look at a brain that has been uh, fused with substances and they can be any variety of substances, including alcohol and marijuana and um, inhalers or street drugs or any kind of any kind of foreign substances, uh, the brain becomes more porous and there's more uh, if space. It's almost like a sinus where these toxins can get lodged. So rebuild. And in the olden days, we didn't even think that once brain cells were killed with alcohol, that they could be rebuilt. But we have since seen that we can rebuild, make a brain healthy, and restore it to a, a, a better state. And that's, again, uh, help making the 
body healthy. So stimulating the immune system, eliminating the substances, using substances that that restore natural immunity and natural health, things that would not create the neurons to be damaged. Well, and I think it kind of gets back to some of those things that we know are not necessarily good for the body, a body might develop a tolerance to it. Mm. And, you know, pain receptors, for example, if you always fill them with the pain medicine, your body builds more receptors. And therefore, that explains why you need more medicine to get the right. same effect. So if you if you take five milligrams of something and your body suddenly needs 10 milligrams for the same dose effect, it's because you built more of these receptors. Right. And it makes it difficult, particularly when people are stopping some of these medications they go through what people may think of as withdrawal. Exactly. And so, you know, it kind of gets into our body has such a unique way to handle environmental stress, handle internal stress and adapt. And some of those adaptations are beneficial and some of those adaptations are not so much. And there are ways to work with what your body's telling you to figure out how you can overall find a way to be in a better balance health-wise. And I think, you know, one of the things that we talked about right before the show started was how we did want to talk about our collaborative effort. You know, I can't say with any sense of definity that conventional medicine has the cure for everything. And I'm sure you would agree that naturopathic medicine may not have the cure for everything. That's right. Yet, it's very individual. It's a sure. it's a matter of what the patient's preference is and how they want to go about taking care of their health. And a combination. I mean, there are things you can do one way, and you can also attra- attack the problem from another direction as well. That's right. I liked when you said it's not just a cough. There might be something underlying that. That's right. And to ignore that is often to not really get at the heart of the issue. I agree. So for those people for whom conventional medicine works, that's great. For those people for whom naturopathic medicine works, that's great. Well, I think the the reason that we used to be called alternative um, and now we're going more toward integrative is for that very reason, is that we want to invite patients to have an have a broad array of resources and we want want you to know that there's more than one way to get well and that looking at all those resources is very important and um, getting an understanding of of what um, methodologies or what modalities are going to affect your system in a particular way and then making a decision on what kind of care you wish to have. And uh, it's m- most every patient that I have has a medical doctor. And in fact, I recommend that they keep their medical doctor and I have them go back and visit their medical doctors. And I never um, consider that that patient is now just mine because I know that that's not the story and that's that there's no reason for that. Um, patients come to me for very particular reasons. They want to get healthy. They want to get healthier. They want to rid their bodies of offending substances. They want to use more natural approach to getting well. And that doesn't take away that their need to go for their go to their medical doctor for um, uh, regular checkups or evaluations. 
All right. And on that note, that is a great place to say integrative, collaborative. And thanks for being on the show today, Dr. Diana Joy Ostrop. That was wonderful. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on Facebook. Our engineer is David Chong, our executive producer, Beth Ann Kozlovich. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week when we're going to be talking a little more about the immune system. That's going to be right here Monday at 5 on The Body Show. We'll see you then. 